Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You guys know what that music means. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of the HV Pucks Podcast, powered by Capiche.com. This is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. So far this season, I've asked, what are you most thankful for? Who's the team to beat in Section 1? And most recently, I wanted to know who had the best jerseys in the Hudson Valley. Well, this week, I want to switch my focus to the rink, the barn, the house, the arena, the pond, whatever you call the place where we play the coolest game on earth. I want to know which of the rinks in this area are the best. So this past week, I ran six different polls regarding rinks in our area. The categories were as follows. Which rink has the best Wi-Fi signal? Which, was the, which is the coldest rink in the Hudson Valley? Which rink has the best ice surface? Which rink has the most fan-friendly lobby slash waiting area? Which uh, rink has the best snack bar? And which rink has the best in-house DJ? So I'll share the results of the voting later on during the Dump and Chase segment. Since launching the podcast on January 1st, 2017, I can't believe we're coming up on almost a one-year anniversary here. Um, So since I launched the podcast back on January 1st, 2017, I have visited the following rinks. I've been to Bear Mountain, Brewster Ice Arena, Ebersol. I've been up to the Harbor Center in Buffalo, and I will be going back there for the 2018 New York State Hockey Championship weekend. I can't wait. Um, I've been to Hammocks. I've been to the Ice Hutch, I've been to Ice Time, I've been to the, the LaGrange Fieldhouse, which is on the campus of Rye Country Day School, I've been to the McCann Ice Arena, which is also known as the Mid-Hudson Civic Center, I've been to the Palisades Ice Rink, Rye Playland, Sportorama, uh, Tate Rink at West Point, and uh, the Westchester Skating Academy. However, I have yet to catch a game at the Kiwanis Ice Arena in Saugerties, I have yet to see a game at the E.J. Murray uh, skating Center, which, uh, which is down in Yonkers, also just known as Murray's. And I haven't been to the rink on the campus of the Trinity Pauling School. I think that's the Terrell Rink. Um, so I'm hoping, again, that the listeners can give me a little bit of insight into what it's like to play there, catch a game there. Um, but again, we'll explore all this more in the dump and chase. So, you know what, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. This is Brian Riley, head hockey coach at Army West Point, and you are listening to the HV Pucks podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now, back to the show. So let's get right into the dump and chase. This week, I wanted to know which rink is the best in the Hudson Valley, and here's what you all had to say. In response to what the Kiwanis Ice Arena in Saugerties is like, at Rod Giacolich said, You get to see the guy with all the used police cars on the hill, but I've never been to the rink. In response to what the Kiwanis Ice Arena in Saugerties is like, at PGSki99 said, uh, They do a great job there. I uh, played there a long time ago. 
in response to what Murray's and Yonkers is like, at Kenny Belvin said, uh, when I was in high school, there were some rumors that they were going to put some walls up on that place, uh, but it is so effing cold there. I mean, freezing. In response to which rink was the coldest, at Grumpy346 said, Rye Country Day School is freezing. At Goalie underscore Dad 34 said, Don't forget Ebersol as the coldest rink in Section 1. Stand out there in February. There's wind, ice, and snow. And I have to attest to that. I actually went to a game. It was uh, White Plains versus River Rivertown this past Thursday. Uh, and I bought hand warmers from Walmart before I got to the rink. And the hand warmers actually froze. It was brick outside, to quote uh, the Rivertown uh, legends Twitter account. Uh, at Saugerties underscore hockey said, Kiwanis Ice Arena, the home of the Saugerties Mustangs, is the coldest. Just wait for our new super efficient roof to be installed in the summer of 2018. At Bricks and Sticks and Pucks said, any poll of the coldest rinks that does not include Trinity Polling School is hashtag fake news. People in Siberia pray that they will not be exiled to the Terrell rink at Trinity Pauling. In response to the coldest rink, uh, at Rich115 said, Rye Country Day School. And in response to the coldest rink tweet, at Frank Wisniewski said, Millbrook Prep School. In response to which rink has the most fan-friendly lobby area, at Martin underscore Flatley said, How about a none-of-the-above choice? At Rod Giacolich said, I have to recuse myself. Anti-Brewster Prejudice. At Patriot PI7 said, Ice Vault, they have the best snack bar in the area. At Grumpy346 said, BIA also has a bar slash restaurant. Uh, at Coach Koss38 said, uh, I need an explanation for my choice. WSA is the cleanest, hands down. You can see both rinks from the food area. Maybe Brewster's Bar, um, but the others, no way. In, which, uh, in, in response to which rink has the best ice surface, at Grumpy346 said, I'm surprised Murray's is not in the mix. They have a great surface. In terms of which rink has the best snack bar, again, at Patriot PI7 said, the ice vault has the best snack bar in the area. At Charlie Goodman Zero said, hands down, the ice hutch. And here are your winners for each category. Uh, Sportorama won the rink uh, that has the best Wi-Fi signal. Bear Mountain won for the coldest rink. Rye Playland won for the best ice surface. Uh, Brewster Ice Arena uh, won for the most fan-friendly lobby area. Um, I have to say it is pretty cool when you go in there because they have all the little uh, flags for each player that's played through, uh, for their travel teams up there and where they wound up going. I saw Steven Santini's name. I saw Anthony D'Angelo's name, Brett Pesci's name, amongst many. Um, Sportorama won uh, the rink that has the best snack bar and the Ice Hutch won for the rink that has the best in-house DJ and I do have to give it up to Joey Jams who uh, gets the crowd pumping every night you're listening to the HV Pucks podcast and we'll be right back after this Yeah. 
You know, one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. This week as part of my new Where Are They Now segment, uh, I chatted with Tommy Spiro, former goalie for the Mamaroneck Tigers, who is now playing for the Lake Tahoe Iceman of the Western States Hockey League. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and this is the very first installment of Where Are They Now? You know I'm a huge fan of high school hockey. I've seen our guest, you know, play for his high school um, state champion. I'm going to run down some accolades in a minute, but I also want to focus on the fact that, you know, now that his high school career is over, he is pursuing his dream and he's playing out in California. So I've got Tommy Spiro on the phone. Uh, let me just again run down some of the records and the accomplishments. Uh, 2016 Section 1 Division 1 champion. 2016 New York State Division 1 state champion. 2016 New York State D1 tournament MVP. 2016 New York State High School Hockey Coaches Association Division 1 first team. 2017 Section 1 Division 1 champ. 2017 New York State High School Hockey Coaches Association Division 1 first team. 2017 Journal News Co-Player of the Year, along with Ben Hurd from Pelham. And uh, most importantly, and this is what you and I talked about, Tommy, before uh, we parted ways at uh, the Harbor Center, which was, I think, the last time I saw you. You hold the New York State record for the most shutouts as a varsity player with 20. So I am pleased to be joined by... Uh, Mr. Tommy Spiro, he wore number 35 when playing for the Tigers. I believe you now wear 29 and currently patrols the crease for the uh, Tahoe Iceman of the Western States Hockey League. And uh, thanks again, Tommy, for taking some time out. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for taking some time out on a Sunday. So can you talk to us a little bit about your journey from Westchester County to uh, California? Yeah, it, it's kind of been uh, a big drastic change because, one, the elevation is kind of crazy up in Lake Tahoe. It's like pushing 7,000 feet to sea level here in the Marinex. That's been tough change. Time change is kind of different, too. And to be honest, I think the overall change is, like, the atmosphere, like, the small, quiet town. very different here from the Marinex versus, like, a big city, city kind of town. And to be honest, I think the hockey is also kind of different, too. A lot more physical. A lot, a lot of kids uh, trying to push to get college offers and stuff. So there's more on the line. High school hockey is all about playing in front of your friends, family, having a great time. I still miss that, but I love playing junior hockey right now. Uh, so uh, you touched on a couple of things, which I think are great. You know, as far as the difference between playing high school for your fans and, and your for your friends and your community and, and playing juniors now where kids are really pushing for college scholarships and, and other opportunities. What are your thoughts on the Iceman season so far? Oh, it's 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 been a, a up and down season, I'd say, through the first twenty four games. Record thirteen, eight and three right now. Could be a little better, but we got some Europeans on the team, got some Americans. We kinda of clash a little bit here and there, but I feel like once we get going as a team, get rolling, I think we'll be a really good team, make some trades here and there, and then I think we'll be ready to go to, for the second half push. You know, I, I didn't include this in the list of questions I sent to you, but uh, do you who do you do you live with like a family out there? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I, I I'm building with a uh, a family, and 
I it, 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 it's different, but it, it, it's interesting, but it's fun. Okay. All right. Hey, what's the um, what's the one thing that you miss the most about playing high school hockey? I want to say playing in front of my parents probably and in front of my high school friends and the community. I love playing in front of playing in front of community with children to, and know they look up to me and stuff like that. It, I really miss that the most. But out in California, it, it's kind of the same. Get get some kids coming to the games and stuff. But I do really miss playing in front of my community. You know, I did see some stuff on Instagram. I saw you giving back to some of the younger fans in your in your town. You know, doing like some skating, doing some clinic work with them. So keep that stuff up. That's great. Um, all right. Describe for us a day in the life of Tommy Spiro now that you're out in California. What's what's a typical day for you like? Typical day for me is wake up at 9 o'clock, eat some breakfast, stretch. And then probably around 10, 15, 10.30, head down to the rink, uh, team meeting for about 45 minutes, watch some film, probably eat a little snack before we get on the ice around 1.15-ish, probably practice for two hours, have an hour of a good hard skate, and then an hour of most likely flow drills, end around 3.30, 3.45, probably get some lunch, go back to the rink for um, some practices with little kids, teach them how to play hockey, some, we have a thing called Future Stars, I run that, it's really fun and then probably about around six o'clock there I, I teach two three goalies actually uh for the older teams for uh like the older travel kids that live in South Lake Tahoe and I'm probably done around nine o'clock and then I uh I work until about 11 12 and then I go back home and do the same thing all over again wow that is a that is a hockey filled day um, but again, you know, as they say, the grind continues. Um, let me ask you this. Is there something that you have found in California, like a food or something that you cannot find in New York that you're kind of into now? Absolutely. in and out burger. Okay. Yeah. A lot of, uh, I see a lot of the West coast, uh, hockey players, um, always tweeting about in and out burger. So yeah, so there's no In-N-Out Burger as far as I know here in New York. So uh, if I ever make it out there, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Uh, is, uh, what's the best piece of advice, Tommy, that you've received regarding playing hockey after high school? Can you share that with us? I think the best piece of advice I received is be an amazing teammate first. Don't go out there and think about it all by it's all yourself. If you're an amazing teammate, you'll go farther than anyone else. And if you work hard, be an amazing teammate, good thing will happen to you. That's what my coach told me. I love it. That's great advice. Um, so you know what? I'm, so I think that kind of rings true for anybody that might be listening because I'm definitely going to include this in an upcoming episode. Um, you know, so again, what can you tell any of the listeners about life after high school in terms of playing hockey? Like what's one thing you, you think they should know? I think they should know that it's not a it's not a race. It's hockey is a very tough sport to get involved with. It's it's hard to go play hockey at an elite level. And if kids get, I don't want kids getting discouraged. Like, oh, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. Don't, don't say you can't do something. If you if at least you try, at least you said you tried. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm I'm trying right now, and I'm happy where I am. And I hope kids kids younger kids do the same thing. They try, 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 and if they make it. 
That's amazing. If they don't, at least they try. All right, that sounds like some solid advice. Hey, what's next for Tommy? <laughs> what's next for Tommy Spiro? I know you're out there in California you're playing for the Tahoe Iceman. What What's next on the agenda for you as far as the big picture goes? What are you looking to do? I think that I'm trying to play play here in Tahoe for this for the end of this season. Probably come back sign another year contract with Tahoe again and then see if I can play at an elite junior, an even more elite junior level, like the NHL, USHL, and then see if I can get some D1, D3 college offers after that. That sounds like a good plan to me, and I'm going to continue to follow you on Twitter and on Instagram. I have one more question for you. Um, you know, And I've had the good pleasure of, of interviewing your former coach, Mike Schiaparelli, twice. You were on, you know, remember, season one, uh, with uh, Will Payne and Michael Carducci, that was uh, that was certainly a fun interview. Yeah. So here's my question: H- uh, How has being fluent in Japanese helped you in your life? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a tough question, actually. I don't know. Shap got the Shap got his own little language there. And to be honest, I I, I kind of miss I miss being Shap around the rink a lot because he would always encourage me to always walk around the high school and. Say something random, I wouldn't understand. But then I, I would kind of think in my head, oh, what did he? Oh, that's what he said. Right. And but I, I kind of miss Shep. I miss Shep a lot. Yeah, he's he's great. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> it's Japanese. I actually had him cut a promo for me this year. Um, he did one last year. I had him do another one for me because I can't get enough Shap. So, Tommy, thank you so much again, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You've been listening to uh, Where Are They Now? My guest was Tommy Spiro. Um, this is a little. This this might be a well-known fact for folks out in the Mammonic area, but I just learned it today that Tommy moved to New York from Florida at the age of four and grew up watching Henrik Lundqvist. So, and I had the good fortune of watching him uh, backstop the Tigers to a state championship in 2016. Um, I've watched you grow, and uh, you know I've gotten to know you a little bit over the years. So I wish you nothing but the best. I hope you have a wonderful. Uh, holiday season with your family. I'm sure you're looking forward to coming back, you know, uh, to the New York area, even though we don't have an out burger here for the Christmas uh, break and New Year's. And hopefully we can catch up uh, at, at some point then too. Yep. Thank you very much for the time. It's been a pleasure. All right. Be well, Tommy. Take care. Yeah, you too. Thank you. As the fifth episode for season two comes to an end, it's now time for Stick Taps, where we honor, recognize, and acknowledge individual players, coaches, teams, or hockey-related events and charities. And I just want to note that with the holiday season in full swing, uh, with the season getting off the ground uh, in Connecticut for high school teams, and with the seasons in New York and New Jersey, again, being uh, well underway, there are a number of different uh, individual players or causes or or other events that I want to acknowledge 
as far as stick taps goes. So please bear with me. Stick taps uh, out to John Jay's Dan Wilkerson of the HVH SIHA, who scored his first two varsity goals and had a big hit against Washingtonville during the weekend of December 1st. Uh, Stick taps out to the North Rockland varsity hockey team and the Monroe Woodbury varsity hockey team for hosting their third annual Winter Classic game on Friday, December 8th at the Bear Mountain Ice Rink. Admission to the game was one unwrapped toy, which uh, were donated to the Maria Ferreri Children's Hospital in Westchester. Stick taps out to Spencer Jeffries of the Glen Rock Varsity Hockey Team for running a sock drive for the homeless from December 1st through December 15th. Stick taps out to the Rye Varsity Hockey Team and uh, Rye Country Day Schools Boys Hockey Team for participating in a Hockey Fights Cancer Game on Wednesday, December 6th at Rye Playland. Over $3,000 was raised between gate sales, chuck-a-puck, and other NHL-related auction items. All proceeds benefited Memorial Sloan Kettering of Westchester and Soul Riders of Rye. Stick taps out to forward uh, junior forward Ethan Behar of the Byron Hills Bobcats on surpassing 100 career points in a 7-4 loss to Mayapak on Friday, December 8th. Stick taps out to the Burnt Hills Boston Spa varsity hockey team as they faced off against Shaker Colony in their 8th annual Brave Will game on Saturday, December 9th. Puck drop was set for 7.30 and all proceeds went to the Brave Will Foundation. This organization supports families and provides palliative care for children with terminal illnesses. Stick taps out to the Ithaca girls hockey team who have adopted a family for the holiday season and spent the evening of Saturday, December 9th, wrapping gifts and preparing to celebrate the holiday season with that family. Stick taps out to junior forward Hunter Pemrick of uh, the Christian Brothers Academy in Albany, who recently moved into the number two spot uh, on the all-time goal sheet for CBA with 46 goals. He needs just eight more to take over the number one spot. Stick taps out to Ramapo High School's hockey team, uh, their head coach, Mike McLaughlin, on his first uh, varsity win. It came against West Milford, uh, which was a 3-2 win on Sunday, December 10th. Stick taps out to junior goaltender Jonas Davidowitz of the Rivertown Legends, who stopped 43 out of the 50 shots he faced in an 8-6 loss to Mayapak on Sunday, December 10th. Stick taps out to junior forward T.J. McKee of Mayapak, who had a huge night against Rivertown on Sunday, December 10th, with uh, five goals and three assists. Stick taps out to freshman goaltender Pat McCarthy of the Manalapan Braves ice hockey team for making 81 saves on the 89 shots he faced uh, so far in three games at the time of this recording. Uh, He has a 2.67 goals against average and a .950 save percentage. Stick taps out to the Irondequoi Eagles hockey team for raising over $400 and uh, several boxes of food for the Irondequoi community food cupboard in preparation for the holiday season. Stick taps out to the Clinton High School hockey team for collecting non-perishable food items and unwrapped toys before their game against New Hartford on Tuesday, December 12th, and again against Ontario Bay on Friday, December 15th. Stick taps out to sophomore goalie Lenny Perno of the Aquinas varsity hockey team for earning his first shutout of the year in a 2-0 victory over the Genesee Ice Devils on Tuesday, December 12th. 
Stick taps out to the Queensberry varsity hockey team for hosting a teddy bear toss on Wednesday, December 13th versus Niskayuna. All fans were encouraged to bring a new teddy bear to the rink, which would be thrown onto the ice after the first Spartans goal. The bears would then be donated to needy children for Christmas through several different local organizations. Stick taps out to the Falcons of uh, St. Joe's Metuchen, who uh, hosted a salute to service game on Wednesday, December 13th. Local servicemen were honored uh, on the ice pregame. Puck drop was set for 8 p.m. at the arenas at Woodbridge against Monroe. Stick taps out to Jude uh, Brower of the Harvey Cavaliers hockey team for scoring his first hat trick, which was a natural hat trick, along with having two assists in a 9 to nothing win over the Foreman School on Wednesday, December 13th. The Cavaliers are now a perfect 7-0 to start the season. Stick taps out to the North Haven High School hockey team for hosting an Indians Hockey Pride Night. A $10 admission fee. Uh, fans can skate with the players for two hours. That price also includes a skate rental, refreshments, and giveaways. The event took place uh, again on Friday, December 15th at the North Ford Ice Pavilion. Stick taps out to the Hamden Girls uh, uh, hockey team and the Plattsburgh High School girls hockey team who are participating in the Vermont Hockey for Hope tournament to support uh, Vermont's Relay for Life. The tourney took place uh, Friday, December 15th through Saturday, December 16th at the Karens Arena in Burlington. Stick taps out to the Pearl River Varsity Hockey Team, uh, who are hosting their first annual. They hosted their first annual Holiday Pajama Drive on Saturday, December 16th at Sportorama versus the Rye Town Harrison Titans. Uh, fans were encouraged to bring a new set of uh, child-sized pajamas to help local needy families this holiday season. And I'm pleased to uh, also share that uh, we had several Rye Town Harrison families uh, and fans that brought uh, new child pajamas over for the game as well. So so stick taps out to them. Stick taps out to the North Haven varsity hockey team for supporting the North Haven Food Bank by collecting non-perishable food items through their Stuff-A-Bag campaign at their first home game on Saturday, December 16th. Puck drop was set for 3.15 p.m. against Lyman Hall, Haddam, Killingworth, uh, Coaching Hog, Trojans at the North Ford Ice Pavilion. I apologize for butchering that name, but that is a tough name to pronounce. Stick taps out to the Hamden and Darien High School varsity ice hockey teams as they faced off against each other on Saturday, December 16th in the Be Like Ben night in honor of Ben Callahan, who died tragically in a car accident this past summer in Branford. The team will be collecting, uh, the team collected actually new sweatshirts, hats, and gloves and donated them in Ben's honor as he enjoyed spreading love, joy, and faith to others. Uh, Sticked out to the Thomas Titans for hosting their 6th annual Honor Our Heroes game versus Geneva on Thursday, December 21st um, at the Webster Ice Arena. Puck drop is set for 7 p.m., and all U.S. military personnel and first responders will be admitted for free. Stick taps out to the St. Joseph's Preparatory High School hockey team out in Pennsylvania for hosting a Pink the Rink game on Thursday, December 21st versus Cardinal O'Hara at the Skadium in Havertown. All proceeds will benefit breast cancer research at Penn Medicine. Stick taps out to the St. John Vianney High School hockey team and Christian Brothers Academy for uh, playing a military appreciation game at the Navesink Country Club on Wednesday, January 3rd. CBA will be collecting donations for the Lieutenant Dennis W. Zielinski Memorial Fund and St. John Vianney's proceeds will benefit the Pause for Vets program. Uh, I'm going to do everything I can to get myself down there for that game. Uh, And if you know of a player, coach, team, 
or a hockey-related event or charity and want to give them some stick taps in the future, please tweet me at TravJack71 using the hashtag HVPucks. And uh, this is your boy Trav. You've been listening to the HVPucks podcast, and I'll be back with some of my final thoughts after this. One. This is Willow Barnes, and you're listening to the HB Pucks podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Now back to the show. As the horn sounds on the fifth episode of season two, I want to let you know some of the topics uh, for this season's future podcasts. Uh, Someone reached out to me recently and wants to have a conversation about how the strength of schedule uh, impacts a team's season, including the playoffs. I think that's a super interesting topic that I can't wait to get into. Uh, Someone uh, wants to also talk about which team has the best locker room. Uh, I've actually been in several teams' locker rooms, uh, or I've seen pictures of several teams' locker rooms from this area. So I think that that would be a very interesting topic to get into as well. Uh, There was a lot of chatter on Twitter recently about travel versus high school hockey. That's a um, a topic that I actually tackled last year during uh, season one. But back then, in all honesty, I didn't really know how to use the equipment. I really wasn't that comfortable uh, reading off script, let's say. Uh, I didn't know a lot of the players. So I'm going to reissue that episode um, with a you know an updated uh, version. So travel versus high school hockey. I'm still working on being a female hockey player. Uh, There's still a handful of uh, young ladies that I need to uh, record an interview and get on the pod, and then I'll release those uh, after the new year. Uh, And then again, I certainly want to do a history of the Hudson Valley uh, hockey with uh, Stefan Vallis and Mike Schoenbach, two guys that have very deep roots in the sport. Um, And I also want to talk about uh, floorball and other ways to expose kids to hockey and grow the sport at the grassroots level, again, with Mike Benelli, who's doing some really great things um, for the sport at this time. And again, if there's topics that uh, you'd like me to address on the show, because again, I do the show for you, please tweet me at TravJack71. I'm very excited to announce the addition again of a Where Are They Now segment to the podcast. So any uh, former Hudson Valley players, uh, please tweet or DM me at TravJack71 if you want to come on. Uh, this past week, as you heard, I had Tommy Spiro on uh, on the show for that segment. I'm also looking to have a recurring segment entitled From the Trainer's Room, which will focus on athlete health, safety, and nutrition. I recently spoke to a trainer from a local high school down in Rockland County, and she agreed to come on, so I'm excited about that. Uh, Before I sign off, I want to thank my beautiful wife, Marisol, and my two beautiful daughters, Juliana and Kayla, for their never-ending support, their love, their patience, and their understanding. Because again, our family time takes a major hit from November until the middle of March. Um, you can find me on Twitter at, ja- at TravJack71. That's where I do most of my work. Uh, I'm trying to put as much as stuff as I can on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at 5 underscore min underscore major and on Snapchat at 5 underscore min major. I really don't have much of a snap game going right now, but maybe 2018, that'll be my New Year's resolution. Uh, If you like the music you've heard throughout the show, check out the EP Broken Walls by Fracture, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can also find them on Twitter at Fracture underscore band, on Instagram at Fracture Official, Fracture Band Official on Facebook, and www.fractureofficial.com on the web. 
This is your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major. I want to thank you again so much for listening. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful holiday season. Happy Hanukkah to my followers that celebrate Hanukkah. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Festivus. Whatever it is that you celebrate and you're into, I'm into. Uh, Let's keep the show rolling. Let's keep the train moving. Let's have a great 2018. And uh, I'll see you at the rink.